Imagine. I am requesting you to imagine. A woman becomes a widow on August 5th. Ten days later, on August 15th, is her late husband and her wedding anniversary. Now, what is this lady to do on August 15th? Is August 15th still an auspicious day for her? Or is this in fact a day when her pain, her sorrow and her anguish are all deepened? In her context, doesn't August 15th become a day when the death of a promise is in extremely sharp focus? The last 10 days have been harrowing, utterly disorienting for many, many of us. It's like the markers with which we got our bearings are all just boom, gone. Obviously, it's not like we didn't see it coming, but now that it's happened, it feels unreal, yaar. I mean, the descent seems so sudden. Nay? Mother India is grievously, grievously wounded, and I'm not being a drama queen. You know, in some very, um, very, shall we say, cerebral circles, it may be kosher, it might even be cool to diss, to trash right-wing voters as dim-witted. I try not to do that. I take the other party's voters seriously and I want to engage with them as a fellow Indian, as a fellow human being. If my self-image is that I'm a patriotic Indian, I make a distinction between being a patriot and a nationalist. A patriot, in my understanding, is someone who comes from a place of intense love for her people, understandably so, but feels no animosity towards the wider world, does not fear, quote-unquote, the other, in fact, exudes humanism, compassion and empathy towards the wider world as well, but understandably has a special bond with her compatriots. So I make a distinction between being a nationalist and a patriot, and I try to be patriotic in my conduct. I'm a work in progress. So if I see myself as a patriotic Indian, you probably see yourself in a similar light too. You might vote for some other party, but you see yourself in the same light too. And who am I to question that? But I want to talk. I think we should engage. This is a critical time in our motherland's history. Wherever we were born and raised, be it Srinagar, Delhi, Jammu, Ambarsar or Amritsar as it's commonly known, Lucknow, Calcutta, Hyderabad, Shillong, Jaipur, Bombay, Madras, wherever we were born and raised, I think it's very natural yeah, to feel a sense of attachment to that place, a bond with that place and its people. The years spent there, the familiarity gives you an almost intuitive understanding of the people their darkest fears and their deepest aspirations. Therefore, the desire to do something for the less fortunate among them, in your own modest way, jitna is to be expected, even welcomed. I don't think we need to resist this impulse. If we channel this pride, this sense of belonging and attachment in a compassionate way, it's all good. If it comes from a place of love, it's all good. Okay then. Time for some brass tacks. We've said the politically correct progressive stuff, but let's not avoid the elephant in the room. Let's cut through all the obfuscation. Sach ka Shri Ganesh karte Let's say Bismillah. You know, let me hold your hand. Let's, let's imagine we're all holding each other's hands as Indians, regardless of who we vote for or where we come from or what we believe. 
you know this is a very tough very challenging time in our country's history in our motherland's history and we need to hold each other's hand so l- give me your hand hold my hand okay and let's be in the space of trust and a space where we feel we can be open hearted and candid because if you're thinking it but you hesitate to say it we won't make any headway 70 saal se jo magazmari chalti aa rahi hai wohi chalti rahegi we'll keep peddling clichés and platitudes the suspicion the misgivings the misunderstandings and the mistrust will linger and fester i know you're all busy people so i'm going to keep it brief and on point i'll use just two examples example number 1 we all know that the caste system is a menace at least publicly we all acknowledge that the caste system is a menace an absolute scourge to indian society the dalit community has been historically victimized in fact absolutely crushed the way they've been treated not just inhuman but subhuman my full name is gurmeher kaur sharma i'm a sikh by choice but i also have some brahmanical heritage I completely unconditionally reject the caste system but I can't deny that I am privileged so is a large part of my extended family but no one no one among them will say oh you know some of our ancestors were these really horrid people so you can whip us today and get your justice मेरे खानदान में मेरे ब्राह्मण सिख खानदान में कोई ये नहीं कहेगा कि जी हमारे पूर्वज जो थे हमारे अजदाद जो थे उन्होंने दलितों पे बड़ा जुल्म किया बड़ी ज्यादती की बड़ा अत्याचार किया तो आप हमें कोड़े मार लीजिए बदला ले लीजिए उनका ऐसा शर्मा खानदान में कोई नहीं कहेगा ठीक है सो नो नो बडी इन माई ब्राह्मण एक्सटेंडेड फैमिली इज गोइंग टू से दैट राइट एक्सटेंडिंग दैट लॉजिक वॉट सम मुगल एम्पर डिड or did not do because neither you nor i were present hundreds of years ago what does that have to do with rizwan the tailor kamran the barber nanne mia the artisan who's weaving banarsi sarees for our hindu weddings and barely gets two square meals a day aap mujhe bataiye ki kai sau saal ho gaye is baat ko kisi badshah ne kya kiya ya kya nahi kiya uska rizwan darzi कामरान नाई नन्ने मियाँ जो बुनकर हैं बनारस में जो हमारी हिंदू शादियों के लिए इतनी खूबसूरत बनारसी साड़ियाँ बनाते हैं जिनको दो वक्त की रोटी मुहैया नहीं है उनका 400 साल पहले क्या हुआ या क्या नहीं हुआ क्योंकि ना आप मौजूद थे ना मैं उनका क्या लेना देना उससे वॉट डू दे हैव टू डू विद इट आई वॉन्ट टू से दिस अगेन यू नो आई वॉन्ट आई वॉन्ट दिस टू सिंक इन सो बे विद मी एज आई रिपीट इट what does you know what does what some mughal emperor did or did not do because neither you nor i were present hundreds of years ago what does that have to do with rizwan the tailor kamran the barber nanne mia the artisan who's weaving banarsi sarees for our hindu weddings and barely gets two square meals a day what's the connection what have they done to deserve anybody's wrath these are poor marginalized oppressed people incidentally they are muslim before anything they are human beings they are our fellow indians the sachar commission report clearly spells this out generally speaking of course there are huge uh, very successful people people in very high ranking positions who are also muslim in our country uh, but generally speaking 
uh, it is a community that's been left out of the success story. In India, the condition of our Muslim compatriots is only slightly better than Adivasis and is worse than even Dalits. Even this bears repetition. Let me say this again. According to the Sachar Commission report, the condition of our Muslim compatriots is only slightly better than Adivasis and is worse than even Dalits. What do these Muslims, who are and were the most vulnerable in a pogrom-type situation, have to do with what an emperor did or did not do hundreds of years ago? That Muslim being killed today, crushed, violated, his or her helplessness being conveniently framed as acceptance of a certain verdict, in fact, his or her vulnerability being mocked, ridiculed, Really, I mean, guys, if our Hindu brothers and sisters could see this for what it really is, for the horrible, for the horrible tragedy that this really is, I'm sure they would not support it. I'm sure they would not support it. In this hyper-aspirational era of neoliberal economies, everyone wants a slice of the pie. Relentless upward mobility is the mantra. Now, unburdled consumerism is not something one can support, but dreams per se are not bad things. Dreams and goals do give our life a certain dynamism. But here's my humble submission to you and a note to myself too. The bigger our dream and the more people we can include in it, the better. The bigger our dream and the more people we can include in it, the better. Jitna bada khab hum dekhenge aur jitne logon ko usme shamil kar sakenge, utna acha hai, utna beter hai, utna punya ka kaam hai, utna sawab ka kaam hai. Now, not only is this morally the appropriate thing to do, it's also practically the right approach to have. Massive inequalities are a surefire recipe for social unrest, even, God forbid, civil war. The feisty late Rahat Indori sahab said it so powerfully. Lagegi aag to aayenge ghar kai zad mein. Lagegi aag to aayenge ghar kai zad mein. Yahaan pe sirf hamara makaan thodi hai. Our destinies as fellow humans, as fellow Indians are linked. Hamari takdeerein, hamara bhaagya juda hua hai. Hamara mustakbil, hamara bhavish juda hua hai. Our destinies are linked even with those who seem disillusioned with the idea of India. And the last one year has certainly not helped. I am, of course, talking about Kashmir. Those good-looking people whose beauty is charming to us, but whose humanity we choose to overlook. The Darbari media, the Godi media, does a blanket demonization of all Kashmiri youth as terrorists and stone pelters. Many people in mainland India fetishize the stunning landscape. Kashmiri women with their Kashmiri good looks have been victims of salacious comments uttered in breathless anticipation of marrying them. We all need to get this. Kashmiris are not just about what they represent to us or what we think they represent to us. They are people, God's children in their own right. They don't exist to justify the idea of India, especially when everything that's been done violates the best principles of our constitution, a largely 
progressive constitution. In my humble opinion, of course, this deserves many, many other shows. But for the moment, uh, in a summary style, I would say, all Kashmiris must come together. By all, I mean all Muslim, Pandit, Hindu, um, Sikh, all of them must come together. Kashmiris must control their own destiny. 